Hello, everybody. Ella J here on behalf of WrestleZone. And today I'm joined by, honestly, one of the MVPs of the 2022 year, <laughs> Erica Lee. So how are you today? Oh. Ella, thank you for having me. I'm great. Uh, I'm an MVP. Honestly, um, you really are, you. Erica. I mean, at the time of recording this, it is still 2022. But honestly, Erica, I mean, not only has 2022 been your year, but you've also been really busting your butt through 2020 and 2021, which I think was perfectly encapsulated in an Instagram post that you recently shared that said, I had the best COVID of anyone. Then I had the best post-COVID of anyone. Hearts dancing in my eyes. And honestly, you've had a great case to support that statement, which we'll dive into a bit here. But overall, I mean, what are some of the changes that you think you've seen in yourself personally and professionally in the last three years that has landed you to this success? Wow. What changes have I seen in myself personally and professionally in the last three years? That, um, what a question. I don't think there's a part of me that hasn't changed in the last three years. Um, it's probably been the single most like full of metamorphosis period of my life um I think part of that is uh just beginning to work in wrestling anyway um but uh yeah I've really pushed myself creatively and oh, yeah. uh yeah I, I think I found some new depths to uh uh, what I can do professionally and creatively and personally I've seen a lot of change um, in my relationships and my job and my family and uh, friend circles like there's nothing that has gone untouched or unscathed by <laughs> 2020 and 2021 and 2022 um, I actually got shingles Girl. um yeah, uh, a year ago, so it was early December um, through January and February of 2022. Yeah. So I was just out the gate this year, miserable and uncomfortable. Um, and yes, I'm a little young to get shingles, but uh, apparently it's happening more and more often. So everybody try to get the Shingrex vaccine if you can. It's well worth it um, to not go through what I went through. But all that to say, the whole year has been tumultuous, um, full of change and being uncomfortable. But we don't grow unless we're uncomfortable. So that's just something you got to get used to. I feel like, too, I mean, you kind of, after that little setback, I mean, you came in kind of guns blazing in April. I mean, we'll kind of walk through kind Wait. of chronologically <laughs> some of your 2022 um, in a bit. But honestly, you obviously said you put yourself in positions where you've kind of felt uncomfortable. So if you're comfortable with sharing <laughs> uncomfortable ability if that's a word um uncomfortableness whatever what are some situations or like encounters that you have felt you've like pushed yourself outside your like comfort zone I would say everything that it takes to be successful in wrestling is uncomfortable for me like my personality type and my mindset and just who I am as a person everything that it takes in wrestling to be successful is uncomfortable to me. The like networking, the physical travel, like 
wrestling is hard on your body um all of it is uncomfortable to me but um I think the one thing that is like not taught in wrestling and it's not really encouraged in wrestling is saying no to opportunities and that is just what I started to do I thought you know these you know certain bookings were not serving me certain people were not helping me um and that's not to dunk on anyone else or any promotion in particular just what I need to do to keep myself sane and happy and moving forward on my trajectory, which is not exactly, there's no like objective plan for all of us. I think a lot of people forget that we all do have different goals within the business. So yeah, saying no was like a game changer for me in 2022. You know, that's been like, even just in general, like I myself was like a yes girl for like the longest time, but you know, well, you're you, supposed to be right. Yeah. Like that's what everyone says you're supposed to yeah. be doing is saying yes to every new mm -hmm. opportunity. And, but you also get burnt out too. And whether, I mean, either it's not serving you or, and, or you kind of get burnt out. I mean, there's only 24 hours in a day and you know, Absolutely. only so much sanity you can sacrifice to That's obtain right. that you know That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um I definitely like I think the the phrase like I I keep saying this phrase like something's not serving me. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm misusing it or just no, I have like a correct. special interpretation of it, but I feel like it doesn't have to be this like selfish connotation of like mm -hmm. things need to like serve a purpose for me mm -hmm. or they need to like um, it needs to be like a one way street of like, I need to get something out of it. But if you're doing things for yourself, like, I don't know who else I'm doing things for, right? I don't know who else I'm wrestling for, but me. And if at the end of the day, I don't feel good about the position I put myself in or the people I'm working with, or just how far I had to go to get there. Like I value sleep. Let me tell you, I value my sleep. When I see people saying that they, like Dylan McQueen tweeted that he was going from like work early in the morning, drive straight 12 hours, go back, no sleep. Um, kind of like that, uh, hustler, that, that Gaga, uh, oh, clip where she's like, bus yeah. club, another club. Billy Dixon yeah. loves to use it. Um, I was like, can't relate. Wish you well. <laughs> like I hope it all works out for you that scares me because if I'm falling asleep with the wheel I'm just gonna fall asleep Fair. like I can't mm -hmm. <laughs> bye bye so the like hustle and like grind mentality is so good for some people some people like really get into it and they see dividends they see returns they see results that they want to see whereas I get cranky and sleepy <laughs> and I'm like you know my bed looks real comfy right now. And that's just, that's just priorities. I will say I'm definitely a, not victim of it, but guilty of the hustle culture, not to that extreme maybe as some other people, but it's definitely finding that balance in there. And you it's definitely... not, a, it's not an inherently bad thing. No, right? I know. Like, a lot of people will say like no days off and they go to the gym every <laughs> single day and that's good for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas like me, I need, I need a day off. I, I push deserve myself a in day a lot off. of ways. I deserve a day off. You do. I push myself in a lot of ways and I do my best every day, but my best 
this year looks different from my best last year looks different from my best three years ago Mm -hmm. looks different from my best tomorrow um I think we're all just doing our best and and yeah that hustle culture is not for me maybe someday it will be maybe next year I'll like tap into another gear and it will be but I'm sleeping I can't even imagine how much more you can even like level up from like where you you've been at this year but but obviously you've had a lot of highs this year especially in ECWA and you absolutely rocked and kind of swept the promotion with three key victories this year I mean starting in April you made history by winning the ECWA legacy championship from Travis Mm -hmm. Lee becoming the first ever female in ECWA history to capture a company title outside of the women's championship. So going back to that moment, I was like, okay, Erica, I see you. I see you. How, how did you feel in that moment and kind of receiving that honor? Honestly, it, um, it was never my intention to like break barriers or like be the first woman to do X first woman to do Y Um, but it just has worked out that way, hasn't it? Um, so a lot of firsts for me, which is great. It's cool. Um, it is overwhelming sometimes to think like that these things haven't been done where I'm just going and being me and doing what I know how to do. And these things follow or these things come with it. So when I like stop and like, step back and take a look at all of these like accolades or accomplishments it is sort of bizarre to me because I'm like how how is this the first this is crazy but um no I love it I think it's amazing and I think it's really cool to see not to get like cheesy or corny but it is always so so cool to see uh little kids in the crowd um relating to me as a winner me as a champion me as an athlete and a performer and just someone they connect with that is super cool because I didn't watch wrestling as a kid. Yeah. So when I first started going to wrestling shows and seeing kids lose their minds, I was like, whoa, that is like an intensity of like passion and enthusiasm and belief that like you just don't have as an adult fan. Most of us don't have as an adult <laughs> fan. But like, yeah, see, being being the object of adoration from children at shows is like such a mind-blowing thing. So it like is double when you win um a championship like that like kids really lose it um and that was that was an awesome feeling um especially going into i know we were talking about the legacy championship but when i won the heavyweight championship at ecwa we were going to talk about that go on yeah the um not even i mean the moment where i won epic but the moment where i knew it was going to be like an electric night and match um was when I uh I had already wrestled that day they had already seen me um and no one knew who Sam Shields was going to face and when I stepped out of the curtain my music hits and I step out of the curtain and the kids like realized that it was me again they lost their minds and I, I was like it. <gasps> yeah it was such a like crazy moment because you you hope for that you hope that people are happy to see you but you never like I mean, it was just incredible. I could not have imagined that positive of a reaction. I was like, okay, like, hopefully they're happy to see me. You know, I think they will be. Like, they like me. But it was so overwhelming. I was like, oh, my God. Like, okay, here we go. This is going to be good. 
um, definitely a top 10 moment for me. Yeah, I mean, for those who don't know what we're talking about, you won the ECWA Heavyweight Championship in a title versus title match, beating Sam Shields to become the unified champion. Again, making history, but this time it was for all the marbles. I mean, that for you, I can't even, like, knowing that you were going in there and doing the damn thing. It's ironic (laughs) that maybe just you being humble too, but I feel like especially this year, you've kind of defied a lot of the norms in this traditionally male dominated industry obviously that wasn't your intention like you said right but kind of what is your mentality now kind of having this platform and you've had instances where you have broken these barriers and defied these norms um I mean I think my goal my like my goal, my intention, the like root I'm always focused on is the same. Um, I'm just trying to do my best, have fun, um, make it make sense. Like those are just my big three. Um, and I still like, I still work with people who don't want to work with women. Like it still happens. So I, I'm on the one hand, like breaking barriers. I'm the heavyweight champion, the legacy champion, super eight winner in the men's super eight. And on the other hand, like there's someone being extremely condescending and talking down to me and clearly not wanting to work with me and making mention of like, you know, oh, they put the belt on the girl. That's crazy. Like it still happens. So whether or not people believe in me, whether or not people want to see me succeed has like no bearing on the mindset. I just have to go in there and do what I want to do what I can do um, to make it a good experience for me and the fans. You know, that is, again, I feel like the mindset of a true warrior, because I feel like a lot of people would get, maybe you're kind of used to it though, at this point, which is sad to say that it's still, that it's still like this, but I feel like you've maintained like a certain toughness, especially in this male dominated industry that maybe not a lot of people can so that I think is a true testament to your work ethic and obviously you've been in scenarios where unintentionally defying kind of the odds and all of that but I think it's good now that you have this platform but still like you said there's still so much work that needs to be done and it's really frustrating sometimes yeah I mean it's like like people aren't always going to like you and sometimes they like you for bullshit reasons or sometimes they don't like you for bullshit reasons things you can't help um but uh and it does bother me like there's not this like mythical thick skin that I've grown it like pisses me off when I encounter those things and I always look back on I'm like oh I should have done this I should have said that but in the moment I'm just doing my best and trying to like put blinders on um but yeah it's uh it's a it's a tough business. It's a it's a good business because it's a tough business. Uh, but you obviously mentioned you. I mean, you've also become the ECWA Women's Super Eight winner, defeating mm-hmm. Jordan Blade in tournament finals. Which a Jordan familiar Blade, foe. I know, right? Jordan Blade is absolutely amazing. Obviously, you outlasted seven other competitors. But I mean, this experience too. I mean, I don't believe this was definitely not your first one. But for this one, how was this experience for you? And like winning this prestigious tournament because that again another kind of great moment in your year yeah the the women's super eight was sort of um my like do or die moment I was like I'm not I'm not uh I'm not losing this (laughs) um and I was 
uh, on the verge of taking a break at that point. Um, I, I had had a, a nagging injury like creeping up on me and I tried to take a few weeks off. And then when I got booked for the women's super eight, I was like, well, I can't, I can't not. Yeah. Um, so at that point I had already been, um, uh, sort of struggling with a, a nagging injury and, uh, my timeline got a little pushed back, but, uh, I'm taking time off now. Yeah. Uh, and that's, it's been a huge help. Uh, but yeah, so that's, uh, the women's super eight was an extremely emotional day. Um, yeah, extremely emotional. Uh, a lot of, um, I would say a lot of the doubt that you sort of push to the back of your mind to to make yourself yourself successful and the doubt that you feel from other people that you push out of your mind to continue being successful um all of that gets so flipped on its head when you like finally do something it's like all of that stuff that you like push to the back of your mind um all those negative thoughts you push back to your mind to come right to the front in like a positive energy instead where it's like all that stuff you can then just like really ball up and throw out um because you did it you know what I mean it's one of those moments where I was like this feels good so emotional day ups and downs uh ultimately um another top 10 moment for me you did the damn thing, Erica. Yeah. Now, I, obviously you're on this break now. I assume this is what led you to, it looks like, vacating the ECWA Heavyweight Championship. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So from the highest of highs, <laughs> I then had to just reconcile with the the health issues going on. And I was just like, I can't keep going at this pace. And it was, you know, all these things that I had accomplished over the summer and, and, uh, through the fall and I was like I just can't keep going so um that was a discussion between me and ECWA and how we wanted to handle it and uh thankfully they were um very understanding very supportive um you know I I'm thankful and grateful to them for the the huge opportunities that they they threw my way so um needless to say I'll be back I'll be back for those you will. It's been about a month and a half. By the time this comes out, it'll be more than two months at this point, um, I believe, for this break. But what have you been doing to keep yourself, like, occupied in your free time, obviously, besides tending to your dog? <laughs> yes, my my beautiful flesh and blood daughter, my dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think just trying to tap back into, like, personal hobbies and not living everything not living everything for the gram but yeah we turn we turn so much of what our personal experiences into content for other people to mm -hmm. consume and I needed to just take a step back from all that um and while I'm not wrestling and not pumping out content I didn't want to turn my other like hobbies and my rehab into content I needed that to be just for me um, so a lot of, um, older hobbies that I haven't picked up in a while back to that, um, some new things, trying new things, but a lot of it is just, uh, you know, people say they're like dating themselves Yeah, and I, I don't, I wouldn't say I was dating myself, but, um, like just unplugging and, and being with myself and, and not turning 
private moments into content has been such a powerful and like healing experience. And I obviously gives you more fuel. I feel like to kind of, you've kept your private life kind of bottled up. And I feel like once you return, you're kind of like, again, going to come out guns blazing whenever that may be. So, I mean, upon your return, whenever, whenever that will be, how are you kind of hoping to better or elevate yourself even more? I mean, you were not only on one P you were on both PWI lists this year on the 500 and the women's. That's right. That's so right. Wh- what is next for Erica Lee? How do you plan on elevating yourself even more? I don't even know how you can, but <laughs> there's always a next level, right? Um, I do have uh limited bookings, um, December and February, nothing in January. Um, and we'll see going forward. I have just, just a couple on the books. Um, but beyond those, um, for any sort of like momentum or like fueled kind of guns blazing, as you put it, come back, yeah. any grand return. Um, I do have a lot of goals for myself um, in with my, with my in-ring performance yeah. um, physically uh, and with, with training. Um, but outwardly, I think some of my goals, as you mentioned, the, um, the lists, the two yeah. great lists. Yeah. Um, Someone asked me earlier if I thought my my rankings were um, uneven. 186 out of 500 and 121 out of um, 150. And I, they were like, you know, do you think you should have been higher on the women's list? And no, I do not. Um, I don't wrestle a lot of women. They, yeah. I don't. And so I think that's going to be a big goal of mine going forward um, is having more matches with women. Cause I know I've done like the intergender thing and I've really yeah. made m- my name doing that. And I've made waves doing that. And I've um, I've gotten some incredible opportunities through intergender wrestling, but I would, I mean, there's so many talented and hardworking women on the Indies that I would love to work with. Um, but uh, so yeah, that's a goal. Wrestle more women. And me and my tag team partner boar gummy boar gummy boar i love tagging with boar we are we have so much fun we are of one mind when it comes to wrestling it's so easy to be on the same page with him so i definitely alongside you know any any singles run that i may have in the future i definitely want more tag matches and i want to work with him more and Maybe we'll even see us on the tag team list in the future um, if we're talking big lists. But uh, all my goals are really centered around just having fun and and doing the best that I can. And any day that I get to spend tagging with Boar is a fun day. Now, I know you've gotten a a lot of reps in... a lot in like pro wrestling magic and obviously around like you wrestled savannah evans too and like a a, a few women here and there you know but who are some then if you're looking to expand more work in women's wrestling who are some competitors you kind of have your eye on Hmm. well i would love to work with laney luck i would love to work with kylan king i would love to work with holiday i would love to work with brooke valentine um, I worked with Becca, I think almost to maybe like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, and we both have changed so much as performers since then. Um, I think I could have a lot of fun with a lot of, uh, women on the Indies. There's so many talented people and they just keep popping up. Um, 
yeah, I think there's just like endless opportunity for, for good matches, um, for me and, and other women on the scene. And I feel like too, you've obviously had a lot like accolade wise, but you've also had like a unique journey character wise in wrestling too. <laughs> I mean, you've gone yeah. from, let's just go down the list really quickly. Donna Rama to that nineties chick, Emma Lou, the gummy bear kid, Erica Lee, officer, Erica Lee Miller, and even kind of in your own diva era. So can you, you have a very unique again journey in that aspect what can you explain your approach to the character aspect of professional wrestling and kind of switching it up very often I feel like um yeah I would say so Emma Lou was like bestowed upon me yes. that was my first gimmick and I <laughs> yes. was just in training and and that was sort of given to me and it was almost like having a mask it was so different from my true self my authentic personality that it was like okay, I'm going to put on this, this mask, this costume. And it was, it was honestly such a gift because it was like so much easier to tap into like a performance mm -hmm. mindset that way. Um, and Donna Rama was also given to me. Yes. That was the Chikara gimmick, um, for the short time that I was at Chikara. Um, I loved that character. I thought she was so much fun. Um, but yeah, Erica Lee was my creation, Officer Miller, definitely my creation. Yes. Uh, there's another one called Army Man. Okay. Army Man has had maybe three matches. Um, Army Man may be my favorite. Uh, but I think my like my approach to it is just that we know we know what a gimmick is. Yes. We know that we're portraying characters. We know that we're assuming a role within wrestling and I have no problem being malleable in that way. And honestly, it's just more fun to do more different things. And some days the, the feud calls for it. Some days the, the match calls for it, the opponent, like whatever the circumstance is, sometimes you got to do something different. Sometimes you just have to break away from what you've been doing um and if it's not permanent it's just for the day like that's okay but you gotta switch it up do you ever hope for kind of a permanent character or archetype or are you just having are you appreciating more of the versatility and freedom within those different iterations of yourself i definitely appreciate the versatility and the freedom but i also don't believe that i need i used to think okay i needed to get serious i needed like a gimmick gimmick i yeah. need I need something that's going to be, you know, tightly, neatly packaged with a bow on top and I can, I can ride off into the sunset with, I used to think that. And then I realized that I'm so fucking likable. I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need to have like the catchphrase and the logo and the look that all neatly rolls into one gimmick. I don't need it. I can be Officer Miller on Friday. I can be Army Man on Sunday. I can be Erica through the week. It doesn't matter. I don't. I don't need that. So I'm. I'm. I'm really into the multifaceted Erica moments that we all enjoy. There's something for everybody. I am the variety show. 
Now with these newer um kind of officer Miller, even army man, where do you go do you go to a certain source or platform for inspiration for like future characters or what where have you found inspiration before in this? Um I will say if you uh if you watch the vignettes, the promos for um the pizza party feud that I'm currently in pizza party on uh, I think this will air after December, but um, pizza party is at Restival December 29th in Worcester, Massachusetts. And um, officer Miller is feuding with Killian McMurphy. Yes. Known pothead. <laughs> and uh, if you watch those videos, I think it'll be obvious to those who know the movies but um okay. these old these older movies from late 70s early 80s Smokey and the Bandit with Burt Reynolds and Sally Field and Jackie Gleason and uh those were, were definitely a strong inspiration for um maybe not Officer Miller because Officer Miller was invented before I saw those movies but um the the specific vignettes that we've done um to promote this match and and this feud it's definitely very much inspired by uh jackie gleason's performances of of smoky now i will say there has been one constant in your career and i that's ring gear game on point my friend (laughs) so i wanted to talk to you about that department too specifically your recent yellow and black flower one which i'm a big fan of so shout out to uh danny gaucher she designs and makes uh all my gear love that obviously you've you've donned like the rainbow print before in the past kind of kind of zebra print too Mm tie-dye-ish but with this yellow and black flower flower one do you have a certain story or source of inspiration behind that specific piece of ring gear i actually do this is probably the only one that has like an inspo okay um and uh i you know <laughs> I often say that I hate nerds. But it's cuz they aren't even they're not even like really nerdy enough. Cuz they didn't even catch this one. I uh my big problem with nerds is like the cosplay gear. It's okay. always it's always um it, there's no inspiration. It's just a, a, a recreation. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what I don't like. Um, but my my gold gear was inspired by Crazy Taxi, the old video game. Uh, one of the drivers, Gus, he drives the big, like, the boat car. It's, like, wide and slow, and it doesn't turn well. And I always play as Gus. And uh, he's got, like, the khaki pants and the floral, like, Hawaiian shirt. That's where it comes from. <laughs> I love that area. That's honest to God. That's <laughs> I where believe it comes you. From. Um, and that's on- people out there. Hello. <laughs> that's how you do video game inspired gear. It's not a recreation or a duplicate. I don't have to post a picture side by side. It's just an inspiration and it looks great and people love it. And that's how you do it. Helpful tip for everybody out there. What other video games have you um, been playing, if, if any, right now? <laughs> I don't really, I don't play a lot of video games. Okay. Um, I've played Red Dead Redemption 2, yep. not 1. Um, Katamari, 
You know that one where you roll around and pick stuff up on the moon or something? You know, I don't, but we're going to pretend I do. So go Okay, on. perfect. Look up Katamari. Okay. Give that a whirl. Um, uh, Dr. Mar- I really like puzzle games. So I'll, I'll go through like a phase of playing like so Dr. Frustrated Mario. with those. <laughs> oh my gosh. Puyo Puyo, Tetris, Mean Bean yeah. Machine. Um, uh, there's one called Action Puzzle Game or Tetris Attack. Mm-hmm. I can't, I think it's action puzzle game, but it's got these like freaking adorable avatars. It's just like really brightly colored, like little like girls in Mm -hmm. like very sparkly cute outfits. And then like, you have to match the gems up as they fall. Okay. But like, I'm all about a puzzle game. Okay. I get so, like, not competitive, but get so annoyed with those because it's like, I want to solve it and, like, I can't. <laughs> it just keeps going. I know. Exactly. It just keeps going. <laughs> you have to, like, hit a flow where <sighs> the point of the game is not even, like, to achieve. The point of the game is to, like, get into a flow. Yeah. That's it. It's very meditative. Oh, see, I get, like, game you know, gamer rage. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> rage quit as they say i do understand gamer rage i do understand that but to kind of close things out erica i mean you like i said i've been a true mvp of this year but life is Thank not you. always perfect and obviously we can't always be on top of our game so how do you keep yourself afloat or cope during those tougher points in life whether personally or professionally i do not I do not keep myself together. I fall apart. I have a big breakdown. I fall apart. I cry my eyes out. I let myself be sad. And the next day, I pick myself up. Allow yourself to feel it. That's all I can do. So I, I don't keep myself together. I fall apart pretty much weekly these days. But... I just got to do it. I fall apart. I cry. And the next day, pick myself up. You know, I, I feel like, too, that's so important. I mean, to allow, I mean, maybe this is like my psych degree that I don't do anything in coming out in me. But I feel like, Thanks. too, it's important. Oh, my God. High five. We're doing like with our degrees. <laughs> and I'm in thousands of dollars of debt. But, you know, we're doing what we love, right? Um <laughs> Oh God, I could cry over that. <laughs> Not really, but you know. Um, but anyways, um, I feel like too that is you know allow yourself to feel it. It, I mean. I mean, it's easier said than done to not bottle things up. Sometimes, yeah, I do bottle it up. Sometimes we, we all do that. But I feel like yeah. keeping yourself, letting yourself feel that it is valid, and letting it release itself naturally, and yeah. not keeping it up bottled up all the time is healthy. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, to close things out, I whether wrestling or like life advice, you've obviously been been around so many amazing people in your life, wrestling wise. Um, obviously, if you have your psych degree, you've been in that department too. But what what is is there a certain quote or kind of life advice that you feel really resonates with you? Not to get philosophical, but we're gonna go there. <laughs> I, uh, I I think life is all about surrounding yourself with people that uh, push you in a positive direction. 
you don't just want people who make you feel good all the time you know like you gotta have people who hold you accountable um and and push you in in positive ways uh so the the one quote that i held close to my heart for a really long time is from eartha kitt uh she said i fall in love with myself every day and i want someone to share me with me and i feel like that's truly how we all have to maybe maybe not all maybe that's you know if it resonates with you great if not oh well but for me that's that's how i approach life in general um is just i've got to be okay with me and the people that i let into my life you know they're sharing me with me mm-hmm. and i'm sharing them with them you know same same it's two-way street but just having people in your life that push you in a positive direction um that's that's how i kind of connect all that together for me and to kind of you know uplift you when you can't like uplift yourself you know <laughs> so you don't drown. right yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. like we, you got to lean on on people mm-hmm. um and ask for help and and you know it's it's a big bonus if you've got people in your life that uh don't wait for you to ask for help and take those breaks whether it's because physically but also like mentally too as yeah. well but yeah, erica absolutely. obviously we look forward to your grand return whenever that may be but before guns we blazing. Like, guns blazing exactly guns blazing. like i said this will be airing the first week of 2023 so maybe it'll be before then i don't know you said it's probably likely february but we'll see what happens but right. erica before we let you go can you please tell the people where they can find you on all your social medias you can find me at Erica Wrestles on Twitter and Instagram, Erica Lee on Facebook, Birds on Film on YouTube. Um, that link is in my Twitter bio. But uh, yeah, come watch me and Big Dust dissect everything from Boss Baby to Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> Erica, thank you so much for chatting with me today. And of course, we look forward to coming in guns blazing 2023. Thank you so much. Ella, thank you so much for having me.